Hello and welcome to Love Thy Lawyer, where we talk to real lawyers about their lives in and out of the practice of law, how they got to be lawyers, and what their experience has been. I'm Lewis Goodman, the host of the show, and yes, I'm a lawyer. Nobody's perfect. He started his career as an Alameda County Deputy District Attorney. He is one of the most experienced criminal defense attorneys in Alameda County. His firm handles cases throughout Northern California. He's an experienced pilot, and he's an experienced scuba diver. Lee Mazzetti, welcome to Love Thy Lawyer. Well, thank you. Uh, nice to talk to you for sure. Well, Lee, I've always enjoyed talking to you. We've, we've known each other for a long time. You were a practicing attorney when I first came into the district attorney's office back in the early 80s. Yes. Time has passed quickly, Lou. It's unbelievable. Yeah, we go way back. That's for sure. And you had, and you'd, you'd been in the, the DA's office uh, before that, right? Yeah, a couple of years began. I actually began clerking a summer law clerk in Hayward under Dave Dutton in the summer of 1975 and then in 1976. And then I began January of 1977 for just two years, ended in 1978. Okay, well, we'll come back to that in a minute. For right now, where's your office located now? Well, I have some branches. The main nerve center is, is Fremont, California. And how long have you been practicing law? Well, this is my 44th year, hard wow. to believe. Wow, that's incredible. Where are you from originally? Well, I was conceived in California, but I was actually born where the family originated from in Muskegon, Michigan. That's in western Michigan on the shores of Lake Michigan. It's just a few hundred miles north of Chicago. And did you grow up there? No, I was raised here. It was by happenstance. I Actually, I was born back there. My grandfather fell ill, so my mom was pregnant. Went back to see her father, my grandfather, and I was born there. So where did you go to high school? Mission San Jose High School in Fremont. How was that experience? Oh, it was good. You know, we played some sports. I had some friends and this and that. I was in the group of nerds, basically, you know, <laughs> we'd go into the library and do some work. Back then we had what they call it, a modular system where it was kind of like college where you had breaks in between classes. And I was such a nerd. I was actually able to get some homework done, you know? Oh, I do know. You know, we had that same system and that's what I used to do too, because I hated carrying the books home. So I sort of looked at like a job, you know, you just, while you're at school, you take care of work. Sure. After you graduated from high school in Fremont, where did you go? I went to UCLA. That was for four quarters. Oh, I was homesick and I missed my friend. So I ended up transferring for the last eight quarters up to UC Davis. I think it was a better fit. And I graduated there. Did you like Davis? I did. Had my little old blue bicycle, had some buddies. We had a lot of intramural sports and activities. It was, you know, about 90 miles away from from uh, my home and my parents and like in Fremont. But it was away, but not too far away. When did you start thinking about going to law school? Oh, boy, probably junior to senior year. And I was sort of carried along by my peers. I was very intimidated at the 
prospect of going to law school, quite frankly, Lou. Really? And some of my friends said, oh, we're going to law school. And okay. And, you know, I didn't want to be an outlier. And so I kind of followed along and took the LSAT and the like. And uh, that's how I got into it. What did your friends and family say when uh, you told them you wanted to go to law school, be a lawyer? Well, they thought it was a great idea because I like to argue a lot. I remember my mother having said, well, that's what you should do. Well, really? And we had a little argument there. But yeah, they thought it was a great idea, actually. And where did you go to law school? Santa Clara. What did you think of that? Oh, I thought it was great. I had a lot of good friends. I had a, my roommate had, I had attended Davis with them. And so we, we roomed there. We met some great guys and we all love sports. You know, we weren't exactly the intellectual types who would sit in the front of the classroom. We would sit in the back in our T-shirts and, you know, go play ball, have a beer. We did a lot of study and we did work. But I really I thought it was difficult law school, It's a lot different than college. But the personal experiences were very good. And Lou, believe it or not, back then, Santa Clara, you had the undergraduate campus, of course, but. It, they were off on Wednesdays. So Tuesday night was a big night at Santa Clara. So we'd go over to, oh, what did they call it? I think it was Club 66, have a beer on Tuesday evenings, you know. And it was it was pretty cool back then. We could un, unwind a little bit. Yeah, I've talked to a few people who went to Santa Clara. People tend to like yes. it there. Well, when you graduated from Santa Clara, what did you do? Well, I became a law clerk in summer of 75. I went up and interviewed before that with Vega, the oh, only yeah. time one of the head honchos at the DA's office in the in the building in Oakland, you know, right near Lake Merritt. So I went in summer of 75 and worked as a law clerk under Dave Dutton. Dave was the head of South County. And I worked there in the summer of 75 and the summer of 76. She ultimately got hired in as a deputy? I did. Yeah, and I started in, uh, I, I did pass the bar, thank goodness. And I started in January of 1977. Where did you work? Uh, I worked in Fremont. I sat down to Fremont, uh, a little old office in the old building off of Martha and Peralta. So I started in there. Who were the judges then? Oh, we had Judge Jay in Department 3, Judge Pucci in Department 2, and Judge Purley in Department 1. That was classic frame-up. But wasn't it classic? Yeah, it was really something. I mean, Lou, you could walk into the clerk's office and just pull a file. Oh, just walk into the judge's chambers. We were all friends. And it was really something when I think back, a lot different than it is nowadays. What do you really like about practicing law? You know, Lou, it's, I think it's the people. I think we're all people, people. And that's the thing. You interact with people, all sorts of personalities, types, and everything else. I think that's what draws me to it, is the, the people, the interaction with people. So if a young person was coming out of college, do you think that you would recommend going to law school? I think so, because you don't have to become a lawyer you know, you can, it's a very broad-based education. You can do a lot of different things. Being a lawyer and then running a private practice, as you well know, 
it requires a very strong stomach, quite frankly. There is the business end of things. There's the law end of things. We constantly deal with emergencies, as you well know, Lou. Uh, So you have to have a strong stomach, that's for sure. So I would recommend it, but that they, as they say in Italian, uh, Italian, occhi aperti, eyes open before you get into it. Yeah, I think that's I think that's really good advice. Speaking about the business of practicing law, let's just talk about that a little bit. You know, how's that gone for you, and and how's that uh, sort of met or differed from your expectations about it? I I think it's more difficult, quite frankly. And especially nowadays, I don't think I'm very good at that end of things, quite frankly. I don't like it very much. Having to collect fees from people, people are, can be in dire straits, and then you have your handout collecting fees, the accounting part of it, all the paperwork. I, I really don't like that part of it. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think most of us you know, went to law school really wanting to be you know, business people or really wanting to you know, run uh, collection agency. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly what it is. Yes. But to some extent, that that really is part of it if you're in private practice. It certainly is. How about the practice of law? I remember talking to you once and you said that you wanted to make an appearance in every courthouse in the state of California. How, How far along have you come with that project? Well, pretty far, Lou. I estimate I've gone to well over 60 different jurisdictions. And back when I had the the airplane, I had the Piper based in Hayward and then the, the Cessna 172 based in Livermore, I would occasionally fly to court, Visalia, Red Bluff, you know, Willows and the like, out of the way areas, uh, a little bit of SoCal. I've done some cases down there, but I'll tell you, it's become a lot more difficult with all this COVID. Well, things are going to be different. There's no question about that going forward. I think so. Now, obviously, you do have the Zoom, Blue Jeans, Skype, et cetera, so you can be off-site. But once again, things there's a lot of variability as to courts, how they do things, and actual uh, things in courtrooms as well. Variability, they change things, the use of email, it's a lot different. So a lot more difficult to travel. What have you noticed in courts that are outside of Alameda County? I mean, any, any experiences that kind of stand out? Well, yeah, I go out to the Valley quite a bit, and they're kind of old school in many ways, and I really like that. Even now, you do have technology, but I find that you can get into court fairly easily. You know, it's a bit of a drive, but everybody seems to be pretty nice out there in the Valley, and they know I'm, I have a branch, for example, in North Stockton, uh, and I'm, oh, really? I'm not there very much, but... I'm not mistreated. I'm not hometown, as we say. And so I do like it out there. I do. Can you think of a case that really went well for you, where you think you really helped out somebody deserving? Yeah, I, I can. One comes to mind. Uh, I had a client go to prison. It was a case. It was a Fremont court case. And, you know, it it The downside uh, risk was huge. My client actually went to prison, but it was for a lot less. And he actually sent me a thank you card, Lou. From prison? From prison. So I received this, I'm, you know, with trembling hands and thinking, "Uh uh-oh, this can't be good. But it actually was good. He's a nice guy, and you just love a guy like that. Really? 
Yeah. yeah he was very thankful and because I've had it go the other way as well. And Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, oh, yes, indeed. So that was one. Uh, that was a feel-good situation. What, if anything, would you change about the way the legal system works? I'd kick it right back to before mid-March. I really liked the way it was done before, where you had collegiality. I would see my peers, such as you. I, I don't run into them as much, and I kind of miss everybody, Lou. I'm a little maudlin about it, but it's, uh, yeah, I may see you on the screen, but it's not the same. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. I mean, I think eventually we'll, we'll get back to going to court. Well, certainly more than we are now. Hopefully a semblance of it, yes. Do you think the legal system is fair? There's a lot of variability. I think it is in general. But I'll tell you, I think you've been there, too, as have our colleagues. You know, you look at the waiver form, you read the Constitution, you're presumed to be innocent. But, you know, there's a sense that there's a presumption of guilt nowadays, especially. Have you had any mentors as you've gone through your career, some relationships that you think were really important in terms of kind of focusing what where you wanted to go? Yeah, you know, attorney Bob Domino. I met him. He was actually pro-taming in Hayward Court, in Judge Marsh's department downstairs, if you remember that, Lou. Sure. And he was a civil attorney, and he did a little criminal based in Fremont. He and his partner, Van Bishop, who be, had been with OPD for a while with that police department. And they took me in, and I ended up you know, having, off, having an office sharing arrangement with Domino and Bishop. And then Van Bishop ended up moving back to his home state of Idaho. So it was Robert Domino and his wife, Kathy. And, you know, they just took care of me because I didn't know the first thing about really practicing law, putting out your shingle, trying to get people in, you know, to pick up cases and the like. And yeah, the he and then his wife and Van before definitely mentored me. What's your family situation like and how's that affected your practicing law or how's your law affected your family situation? Well, my son was just helping me. He's very good at tech and setting me, setting up the computer, interfacing with you. So he's been a good help, traveling a bit, file papers, pick up things for me, little investigation. And then my was good with the marketing. I don't know marketing, but she kind of set us up. We do a fair amount of internet marketing they've been understanding because, you know, I'm not the kind of guy to sit in one place all the time. I just get kind of go stir crazy, especially nowadays. So they understand. I like to be involved in a lot of activities. And of course, doing what we do, we, we are kind of like emergency responders, Lou. You know, you, you have a schedule, but then it goes out the window when there's an arrest, someone's in jail or whatever. And they're pretty understanding. Off I go. Now, I know you've traveled quite a bit. Can you tell us a little bit about your travel experience? Well, I've been to Mexico many, many times, especially the Baja, and I just love it down there. It's not too far. The people are just great, and my Spanish is very good. It's not native for sure, and they know I'm a gringo, and they tolerate me, but I've done that, and I've been to Italy, what, three times. I do have cousins there in the area of Rome, the same name, Metzetti. You know, we say Mazzetti here, but it's Metzetti over there. And you don't see too many Metzettis out here, but the, the phone book in Rome, it's like Smith. There are hundreds of them, right? Really? Uh, yeah. 
And so uh, that's a pretty cool thing, you know, and I do uh, have a friend now and his wife from Milano and uh, they're over there. They're coming back here, but I interface with them. But yeah, I traveled around Italy and I, my Italian's good. It's not great. It's school taught, but I can do it on my own. So that was pretty cool. I've been to Germany. I know German to some extent. I know it pretty well, actually. I've been to England, Holland. Haven't been to South America yet. I would really like to go there. And uh, all the islands, Hawaiian Islands, the Caribbean, did some diving. I really like those places, of course. Well, let's talk a little bit about diving. I know that you enjoy scuba diving. You've been to some interesting locales for that. Yes. Now, I haven't done it lately. Gee, we did. I have these cousins in San Diego who uh, these guys are just adventurers. They love to fly, surf, dive, free dive, scuba. But we used to go for abalone up north, you know, free diving. That was really great. And then a lot of scuba in Baja, even off the Pacific side, you'd go for, we'd get these big langostas, these big lobsters. And I really enjoyed it. I started in Monterey. And if you can dive, Lou, Monterey, it's cold, low visibility. If you can dive there, rough water, you can pretty much dive anywhere, you know. That's one of those big uh, underwater forests. Yes. The kelp uh, beds, if you, Monastery Beach, that's Carmel River State Beach, really, is a place where they have the the kelp growing and rough water, though. But you'd go out, we'd kick out maybe 100 yards, 150 yards, and there's a huge drop off. But it's just beautiful. You, you swim through a forest and see fish. And uh, yeah, it's really something. Now, you're also a, a pilot. You have uh, flown a small plane quite a bit. Yes. Began in, oh, I took the ground school, the last Ohlone College ground school in 1995, and I began training. I was scared to death, to be honest with you. I did fine in the ground school. I love geography, weather, numbers, all that stuff. But then my, once again, my peers kind of carried carried me along. Oh, we're going to do flight training in Hayward. And I was scared to death, but I really? started in and, you know, broke down the task bit by bit, had some good instructors and kind of got the hang of it and was certified to the flight review December of 95. And I flew for oh, 22 years in high wing, low wing. So I really enjoyed it. What kind of airplanes? Uh, well, there were Pipers and they had a, I actually rented a Grumman Tiger, a sliding canopy at a Hayward. I flew it up to Red Bluff one time for a case, but I owned individually and with my cousins, a real uh, pro, one of the San Diego cousins, a uh, flight instructor, instrument instructor, jet, all that. We had a Cherokee 6, which is a low-wing six-seater. It's a great Baja plane. You can pack a lot of people and wade into it and take off, land on dirt strips. Then a couple of Cherokee 180s, the low-wings. Then the latest plane was the 172 with a 180 horse. It's a, an enhanced engine. And that plane, what a great airplane. I'm still a co-owner, but now it's down in Montgomery Field with my cousin in San Diego. Well, my daughter's up in Reno. I flew that Sierra Crest, you know, 11, 12,000 feet many times, weather permitting. You got to really watch out, especially in the mountains, though. I canceled quite a few flights. You got to be careful. You know? I remember you once said to me, I'd, I'd rather be down here wishing I was up there than up there wishing I was down here. Correct. That's a classic saying in aviation. Yes, indeed. 
Well, I've always remembered it from you saying it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That kind of says it all. If you couldn't be a lawyer, what do you think that you would choose to do for work? I'd be a linguist. I just love, I guess my number one passion is foreign language. I really just love it. It's the people part of it. I'm fascinated with words and then different languages, how the words kind of, you can see one in one language and it's kind of similar to another language. And of course, you you, you could be somewhere else. You know, I would have gone, maybe I didn't know how to do it, but I think I maybe would have uh, uh, gone into the foreign service or something like that. I think that could have been pretty interesting. What kind of things keep you up at night? Bad clients. Clients who, you know, they're never satisfied or they criticize, say, I don't, I'm not doing a good job or whatever. And during the day, eh, I can handle it okay, but boy, Lou, I think I'm a bit of a coward in the dead of night, you know? Aren't we all? <laughs> Two or three in the morning, oh, I forgot to do this, or that guy's going to call me, or whatever. Then you'd start tossing and turning, you know? So, yeah, that's that's the worst, I think. Let's say you came into some real money, you know, a couple of billion dollars. What, mm -hmm. what, if anything, would you do different in your life? I would give a lot of it away. I'm not kidding you. I would just take care of a lot of people. I really would do that. I would I would stay in the game, I think, but I would work less and maybe be more selective. You know how it is. We start off at zero, Lou, every day in private practice, okay? And so maybe, yeah, especially look at when COVID hit in mid-March, right? The closure. Phone is not ringing. So then finally someone needs your help, but you can tell it's a difficult case. The guy's difficult, for example. So, well, I'd better take the case. I have to keep the lights on. And, oh, boy, I, I think 5% or so of the clients suck up 95% of your emotions. I really feel that way. They could be the most serious case in the world. If the client's a nice client, you're, you're kind of okay, you know. So that, that is something that's uh, difficult. I would stay in the game, I think, but then you wouldn't have to, to worry about, am I going to make it or not? Uh, that's what I would do. I'd back off a little, but uh, slow down the speeding train a little bit that I'm on, but uh, I'd stay in the game if I could. Let's say you had a magic wand. You could wave it over one thing in the world, legal or otherwise. What do you, what do you think that would be? What do you think? Easy choice for me. Everybody get along. I just, quite frankly, especially nowadays, Lou, I don't understand people. You, for example, you strike me as the same kind of guy in regards to the issue of how you treat people. If someone's nice to me, I don't care, man or woman. I don't care race. I don't care about religion. I don't care about gender, anything. I like that guy or gal if the person's nice to me and mine and treats me right. And I don't know why people can't get along. Here's my comment on that. I remember when I was doing the calendar back in the old Hayward Department 501. Yes. And Greg Guybeson and I were in there. And, you know, everybody came in to talk to us about their cases. And mm -hmm. I, I always remember you coming in. Well, first of all, you were always very pleasant, very nice and easy to deal with. But you also, you, you kind of always had a plan for your case, for your client. 
and you and you would say, well, here's how we could resolve this here, and it, and you wouldn't ask for things that were grossly unreasonable. You would and but you would you would come up with a with a plan with a way of going forward with it that was kind of a win win thing, and and I and when I first left the DA's office, and mm-hmm. well, and even now when I, when I deal with DAs and judges, I. I want you to know that 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 you really are one of my mentors as far as that kind of stuff is concerned because I I really learned something from you then. Well, that's very kind of you to say that. I certainly have my my warts. That's for darn sure. Don't always keep my cool and all of that. But you've always practiced this with sportsmanship. I call it. You don't do anything to win, whether it's in sports, whether it's in the courtroom. Your word has to be good, and uh, that's the way you practice. You know, it's just the right way to do things, I think. So thanks for saying that. Lee Mazzetti, thank you so much for joining me today on Love Thy Lawyer. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate your wisdom. And thanks so much for being a friend. Well, thank you, Lou, for this and for being my friend. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. Many thanks to my guests who have contributed their time and wisdom and make this show possible. Thanks, as always, to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman. I think this job is tougher than fishing for crab in the Bering Sea in the middle of January.